just be present. Really, whose definition of presence are we aiming for? When we have a gut feeling, that surpasses anything, anything that's told to us, any quote-unquote reasoning or logical circumstances. When you have a gut feeling about anything, that should be respected because your insides know best 100% of the time. It's just hard to distill what your inside voice is when there's so much coming at you from the outside. So my question to you about when you're feeling badly or second guessing your impulse to take a photo in the name of presence, it's whose definition of presence are you trying to uphold? Help Me See is a podcast based in intention, purpose, and heart. Vulnerable, real conversations challenging the norms and empowering you to harness your intentional vision for your purposeful life. Around here, we're not about the small talk. We're unpacking all of the unnecessary crap that we've carried with us for far too long. Some of these episodes are solo style. I like to call them my little audio journal with my innermost thoughts that leave me thinking, am I the only one that feels like this? And then some super inspiring guests having conversations that I truly feel like are needed in today's world. Listen into a new episode every Wednesday and leave inspired by your everyday with a deep piece of knowing that you're not alone and have the innate power to make this life count. Have you ever just felt like you're missing it and you're not even sure what it is? And then all of a sudden you look back at like baby pictures of your kid and you don't even understand where the time went in the most cliche way. That's why I created Nostalgia Now. Imagine if you were able to just activate your nostalgia vision in any given moment and just know that you're really seeing it, that you're really experiencing your good old days now. Join us at the intersection of photographic practice, connecting to your truth, and creative expression so that you can live more of your life on purpose. Nostalgia Now is a monthly membership that is filled with doable, sustainable practices that we'll actually carry with us in our lives. We meet once a month where we connect and make things on purpose, where we actually do something with the photos that just sit on our phone of our precious memories. Have the peace of mind of knowing you'll never have to say, I wish I knew how important that was at the time, because you will know and you'll see it. Because I'm just opening this beautiful community, I have a special offer. If you join with a buddy or a bestie, you get half off. You each get half off your monthly membership fee for the duration for as long as you stay in your membership. So if you buddy up, you both get half off. Click the link in the show notes or link in bio on Instagram. Find out everything you need to know. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Help Me See. So today I'm very excited about the episode, and I feel like I say that every time, but this time's a little bit different because this time I'm really breaking down (laughs) exactly what I feel it is that is so important 
um, between your photo habit, your daily photo habit, and your mindset, how you see the world, what you're feeling, and really, truly the uh, trajectory of your life. I feel like there's a very tangible connection between the two. And there's so much power if we would just pay a little bit more attention and kind of reimagine the way that we look at our daily photo habit and the photos that we take. So today we're going to talk about the process of taking a photo, the result, the photograph or the video, whatever it is, and then also the impact, the impact of it all. And let me make a note right here and now. This is not specifically for professional photographers. I am a professional photographer. Um, I love taking photographs with my quote unquote real camera, but this goes for like your cell phone. This is mostly I'm talking about, honestly, the daily snapshots you take in your life. So this is not to be confused for, you know, photographer education. This is life education. This is like directly impacting our day-to-day and our long-term lives. So I'm very excited. I even took some notes because I wanted to make sure not to forget some of the stuff that I wanted to talk about. And that's like unheard of. I don't, (laughs) I don't script or prepare in any way, but I just really wanted to make sure to not leave out any, any goodness. So I'm going to, I'm going to be looking and checking in here. I also posted on um, Instagram, a story asking if anyone had any questions about it. So before I hop off, I'm going to check and see if anyone left any questions for me that I will address in the episode. Okay. So really one of the reasons that I feel so passionately about talking about this and bringing light to this conversation is that through, you know, social media and through our smartphones being really efficient photo takers and knowing that we do not have the limit of, you know, price per shot with film, there's an abundance of photos. There's, I mean, the stats are ridiculous. We take so many photos to the point where there's almost a vilification of, (laughs) of the impulse to take a photo. And there's this turn towards well, why can't you just be present? And I felt it myself of like, you know, when I think about reaching for my camera, I've had a moment where I'm like, why, why, why you just took a photo, like put it down, like, you know, have your fill, just be in the moment. But therein lies the issue, the issue of combating your impulse and not respecting the impulse and your reflex to want to take the photo. Just be present. Really whose definition of presence are we aiming for? When we have a gut feeling, that surpasses anything, anything that's told to us, any quote-unquote reasoning or logical circumstances. When you have a gut feeling about anything, that should be respected because your insides know best 100% of the time. It's just hard to distill what your inside voice is when there's so much coming at you from the outside. So my question to you about when you're feeling badly or second guessing your impulse to take a photo in the name of presence, it's 
whose definition of presence are you trying to uphold? Okay. So I've kind of broken down, I've thought about it and I've broken down what I feel the impulse of taking a photograph of wanting to take a photograph, not even taking the photograph, but the feeling of wanting to, what that means. I found three major key aspects that I feel like are paramount. The impulse to document a moment shows an acknowledgement of the moment, gratitude for the moment, and reverence for the moment. And that is so beautiful. Those, think about those three words. Those are amazing words. Think about those times when you go to pick up your camera or your phone to take a photo. The fact that you're going to pick it up at all means that you're seeing what's in front of you. You're not glazing by it. You're acknowledging it. Like, I see this. I'm witnessing this. And I consider this to be something of note. I am noticing. Gratitude. Why would you want to save that? It's because you're so grateful for it. You want to bottle it up. You want to find a way to relive that later. You don't want to forget it. You're grateful for what you're seeing in front of you. And then reverence. This deep respect and this deep you know, feeling of this being a sacred event. Everything is impermanent. We're living in a constant state of impermanence, but recognizing it as impermanent and knowing that it's important enough to you to want to hold later. So I'm going to ask you, knowing that and thinking about that for all of the pictures that you've taken in your life, you know, even if they're like funny and silly and, you know, seemingly of nothingness, quote unquote, if you really look at the photo and you really think about your motivations, there are those elements for all of them. So if your impulse to take a photo is directly tied to your acknowledging, being grateful for, and revering what's in front of you, where is the shame in that? Where is the the doubt in that, the doubting of your own intention? That reeks of presence to me, right? Like if I'm noticing something in front of me and just fully recognizing the power of it so much that I want to save it, that feels like presence to me. That's a version of presence to me. I think that where we get a little tripped up is that we have the power to decide if we will or won't take the photo. And neither one of those answers is right or wrong. You just have to feel your way into what it is. I mean, I am in a constant state of wanting to take a photo. And I do take the photo way more often than I don't take the photo. But where I decide, to take the photo or to not take the photo is completely up to my soul and checking in with myself. Right? I shared on Instagram the other day that I am far less likely to take out my camera and like make a thing out of documenting holidays than I am any other day of the year because there's so much else going on and it's really funny how 
because I so strongly feel like the most magic in our lives is found in the mundane and the daily quiet nuanced moments, I am way more comfortable relaxing and not feeling tied to taking photos on holidays. (laughs) That actually brings me to a point that I wanted to bring up. When we take a photo, oftentimes later on when we're looking at the photo, we can remember how we felt, our emotional state when we took that photo. So there is a deepening of the remembrance of that through having that image. It's like tied together. Of course, there are so many images that you don't remember taking and you don't have a strong of an emotional connection to it. But when you are having a strong emotion or having um, a deeply intentional interaction, when you take a photo, you can remember what it felt like to be in that moment. That's actually also a big reason why I don't put a lot of pressure on myself to take these perfect group photos on holidays is because when you do that and you get stressed by it because of inevitable craziness and it's not working and not everybody's looking at the camera, you feel this frustration being pent up. And then you're trying to get the photo. Meanwhile, every time you look at that photo, once you have it, you'll remember that feeling. Like there... (laughs) There's a set of photos that I took where I really wanted to take some family photos when my second son was newborn. And I have never felt so unloving. (laughs) I was so frustrated and it wasn't working and my toddler wasn't staying still. And the, you know, it was really hard for me to lock focus in the right way. And the light was weird. And I, my father being so sweet, he ended up printing a couple of those as a gift for us. And every time I look at them, I think about, oh, that was really frustrating. (laughs) Even though they're sweet photos and of course they're my babies and blah, blah, blah. But I have that inexplicable, like deep tie to that feeling in that photo. So that also comes into the conversation of like being aware of when to release your <laughs> intent or whatever best laid plans you had um, in respect for the present moment and what is before you. <laughs> There's also um, a conversation around how photographs make your brain lazy, basically. Like photographs make it so that you are remembering more, you're relying so much on the visual that you're not remembering truth of the experience or like the, basically the objective situation. You start kind of like melding over to like what the photograph makes you feel over time. But I've always had a problem with this because, you know, my question is when we think about our memories, is objectivity really the goal? When we think about what we want to remember, is objectivity the goal? Is it that we want to remember the most objective, neutral perspective? Or do we want to remember how it all made us feel? The watercolor blur of like the feeling that we gained from that moment. 
and the experience of that. So that's just where I lean on, on that subject. It's that I feel that over time, we can only remember so much with great detail. So if that is the case, I would rather remember my bullet points, my biased, subjective bullet points from what I pulled from a situation, not the most accurate, objective version of it. So we've just headed through the process of taking a photo. Now, talking about the result a little bit the image or the video that we have. The magic in having this result is that although it's something that's frozen in time, its importance and its meaning and the perspective that you have on it is forever changing. A a picture that is not important to you today could be one of the most important pictures that you have tomorrow or in a a picture that you used to hate because you didn't like the way you looked in it could not bother you in five years. And all of a sudden you're focusing more on the interaction you're having with your kids rather than a way that you used to not like how you looked. So having that result, having the photo, having the video is like a marker and it can show you your growth, your you know, the physical changes, emotional changes, like personal growth over time by remembering how you felt in the picture or what your experiences was. And then being able to gauge the distance from that and acknowledging all that's happened over time. So these photographs are not only comforting memories to go back to and attempt to relive as we're looking at them, but they're also these little flags showing us different points in our lives and what our normal used to be and what our normal is now. It's really a healthy dose of perspective. And the impact, so process result and impact, and the impact of this is overall living a more enriched and intentional life, right? (laughs) Isn't that the goal? So when you're reflecting on these images that you have, you're able to see your life in a bird's eye view. So the impact that all of this can have on you and on your life is truly immeasurable if we just reconstruct and tweak the way we're looking at the photo scroll on our phone from a more passive state to a more inquisitive state. And it's really, it's not something that you have to really effort at as much as it is just a, a lens that you need to, to shift, in my opinion. So as I'm looking through my photos, I can be looking at them passively, just like truly just witnessing what I'm scrolling through. Or I can think about myself taking those photos as I'm looking at them and thinking more about my experience of it and relating it back to what I'm feeling in my life. So for instance, 
um, recently I've been feeling like, oh, I haven't felt really connected to my partner and we haven't spending a lot of time talking and, you know, he's been sick. It's been crazy. And as I'm looking at my photos, I notice, you know, when I was looking to send a photo to someone and I was looking to have him in it, I haven't been taking photos of him. It's just, you're noticing your gaps and how your reality is a reflection of what you choose to notice and take photos of and have evidence of. So if you're feeling a gap in your life, take a look in your photo scroll. Is there evidence of it? Is there something that that can tell you? What do you photograph most? Is there something that you're not photographing that you kind of wish you would and you don't know why? Your, Your photo scroll is like a bunch of breadcrumbs that can lead you back to yourself and your intent and your life if you let it, if you let it be so. If you look at your photo scroll, look at it while you're thinking about the question of what would I think about this person? What would I think about this person's life if I wasn't this person? I know it sounds a little bit woo, but this exercise is much easier if you separate yourself a little bit. If you remove that lens of being so used to it that you're desensitized to it sensitize yourself, (laughs) sensitize yourself to the images you're taking and get curious about them and let them show you what it is you're feeling. Because what you witness on your outside is only a reflection of your inside, right? So if that's the case, then what you're taking photos of is also a direct reflection of your insides because it's the things that you notice on the outside that you found to be so important that you took a photo of. Okay. So I'm going to reel it in here because this can all feel like a bit much, but I promise that it is such a simple tweak to really be able to harness the power of the body of work that we've been creating our whole lives through our picture taking. I'm going to break this down in really digestible bites in a 10-day daily photo challenge. So in this photo challenge, I'm going to send and post these prompts of what to do. And it'll all be just interacting with your photo scroll. Basically a way of mining yourself through looking at what you have on your photo scroll. And there's no cheating here, right? When you're going and looking through and doing the prompts, really let what you land on be what you land on. Unless it's something like a screenshot you took of Amazon. But even so, it's kind of curious what you're what it is you're looking at. <laughs> but let it be whatever it is and truly think about the prompts and what that means for you. I feel like this um, 10-day experience will be more eye-opening than you might think it would be. Um, I'm really excited to get this going. Uh, Click the link in my show notes if you want to get emails about it. I'm also going to um, post on my Instagram the daily prompt. So if you want to get emails giving you these little uh, assignments for your little daily photo habit, 
and sign up at the link in the show notes. This is all meant to help you ever so slightly reimagine the power that is your daily photo habit. Okay, so we're going to do the first prompt challenge right now. I'm just going to do it on the podcast episode here, but I'll also send it um, in an email if you sign up for the mailing list. So scroll as fast as you can through your scroll. And then when it feels right, I want you to stop it. And whatever your finger is on is the finger or is the photo that I want you to do this exercise with. Okay. So whatever you land on, you look at the photo and think to yourself, if this is the only photo that you had of your life, this is it. All others are gone. And just look at it. What does it mean to you? And it's funny because when you're thinking that and looking at a photo, you might, you might feel like bummed about whatever photo you landed on, but you took the photo for a reason, right? So I landed on a photo and I was like, hmm, okay, I guess I'm doing it with this one. But the more I look at it and the more I think about if this was the only photo I had, the more I appreciate every nook and cranny of this photo. So this photo is this, just an image I have of my sons. It's not even showing their faces. There's a mess in the background, but looking at it, my little one is reaching out and touching my older one's arm. My older one still had his ringlets and it's hanging down in his face. His little animal toys that he's obsessed with are, you know, splayed all over the floor. I can see that cute little swirl that I love so much on the back of my baby's head. It's just really enlightening how if we force ourselves to just focus and not be so tantalized by options and and I love me some options don't get me wrong but if we force ourselves to focus and pay respect to the images that our little voice told us to take we can find so much more power in that i think that it's a really sweet exercise to do with yourself really just randomly just scroll and land on a photo and force yourself to think about that photo and what it means and what did it mean and what was that moment like if you can remember what happened after so i think we all know that what we turn our attention to is what we end up seeing more of it's like the idea if you think to yourself, a red car, then you just start seeing red cars everywhere. Or if you are, you know, trying to have a baby or not trying to have a baby and you're nervous, (laughs) whatever have you, you start seeing like babies and like pregnant women everywhere. It's this weird thing that happens, but it's not so weird because it's all always there. It's just this crazy thing that happens when we allow ourselves to see what's always in front of us. So then it's my belief that if we are recognizing what we're noticing in our picture taking, we have the power to naturally see and experience more of those moments and moments like that because we're ultra sensitive to them. And that's beautiful. That's honestly, it's the reason why I 
made my course manifest your memories, manifest your memories. It's, it's like the feeling of when I'm taking a video with my camcorder of, you know, just my kids or being at home or whatever, I'm seeing it, feeling it as a memory, feeling it as a heightened, precious longing for a time that I'm in, but in a good way, in a way that feels like I am fully aware of the weight of this moment and choosing to document it doesn't take away from that. So let's do this together. Let's get a little bit more curious about the thing that we do every day. Pretty much every day, I I guarantee you at least take a picture of something, I would think. And if you don't, I want to hear from you because I'm very interested. (laughs) So hop on board with me. I will send you really weird prompts (laughs) to your email for 10 days. And let's see what we can mine about ourselves. Let's see what these little exercises tell us about who we really are and the lives that we're really living. Because then with that information, we can choose to lean in or lean in another direction if we're wanting to make a change and if we're wanting to kind of steer our ship in a way that feels more aligned with us. I hope that you've got a lot from this episode. If you have any questions or you know comments about it, please DM me on Instagram or email me. I would love to hear from you. And if this podcast serves you in any way, um, it would be amazing if you left a review because when you leave a review, um, I don't know what it does with the algorithm, but it helps um, more people find the podcast. And um, I would love to have these conversations impact as many people as possible if this is something that they need to hear. Okay. Well, I hope you have a beautiful rest of the week and I will be checking in with you pretty much every day uh, for the next 10 days for our photo habit. And if not, I will see you next week on Wednesday. If you enjoyed this episode and want to get in on actual conversations with me, join the Help Me See podcast private Facebook group. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be hopping on live for Q&A on the latest episode and for free consulting if you need a bit of help thinking about ways to save your memories. Did you get something out of this episode? I really, really, really hope you did. And I would love to hear from you. I'm on a mission to empower you to feel peace knowing that you are not missing your life. One of the best ways that you can support me is leaving a review. And honestly, I'd rather hear about the memory you saved because of this podcast rather than any kind of accolade. Tell me how this podcast has impacted you. And one, I'll probably cry. (laughs) And two, I'd love to give you a shout out on the show. Take a minute and head out to the link in the bio to write a review now on the podcast.